0: And now we got this going. My and now food. we're recording.
1: Yesterday I made a quiche.
0: You made a quiche?
1: Yeah. And I used, as a- I tend to do, I used a package of Pillsbury Crescent Rolls for the crust. Yeah. Except for they were the Pillsbury Crescent Roll Hawaiian Roll version. Wow. And so it's like the Hawaiian bread, you know how that is? That's yeah. It's my quiche crust now. And it's really good.
0: That sounds even better than a regular quiche.
1: It's, it's funky. I'll tell you that.
0: A quiche from a rose. as he he sips his coffee okay well we're going uh let's we're going to play the intro music yeah and then we're going to introduce the podcast
1: yeah
0: and then we're going to do a podcast
1: oh i yeah let's one two
0: three well well, that's a lot of plans but we're we're going to start hey everyone you're listening to my ex and i with Natalie and Michael, two people who used to date but don't anymore. They broke up and it's such a chore, but they talk about their lives, dating and relationships, everything in between. But they're not professionals, so don't take this seriously. They're just making jokes except for the parts where they delve into political commentary. Don't let your kids listen to this unless you're a cool parent.
2: My ex and I podcast. They're talking exes for the rest of us.
0: Hey, everybody. I'm Michael.
1: And I'm Natalie.
0: And my ex and I
1: have a podcast together.
0: Wow. That and felt this really is
1: episode 69.
0: What? Oh, wow. my God.
1: This is going to be a cool one. huh? Yeah,
0: this. Well, yeah, I, we should have prepared sex stuff, to be honest, but I, I kind of didn't.
1: Oh, I bet we can get in there, huh?
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. Hey,
1: yeah. hey,
0: I see what you did there.
1: <laughs>
0: that's like a sex thing.
1: Sure. Yeah, 69
0: uh, feels special for some reason.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the sex number, it's the the backwards, upside down, same number.
0: Same number, Um,
1: yep. Although, okay, let's just, from the top, let's just get our opinions out on the actual 69 sex position. Love it. Love it?
0: No, 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 I love the uh, topic. The,
1: the, okay, I was going to say overrated.
0: Entirely overrated, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. more it's just the novelty, sure, you know, because we have time, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can we can take turns. we it's can take not turns, like we're in a time crunch exactly
0: is is a it's a fucking meteor heading towards <laughs> the earth right now? because if not. I think we can just <laughs> I think take turns. We
1: can just take turns. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's very silly. Um, and it's it's difficult to pull off. Yeah. Um, especially if you are two people. I think of dissimilar heights.
0: Yes. 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 Yeah. Which, as a tall person, is right. most likely going to happen, and so, you know, it's just not practical.
1: No. No, definitely it's not. It's not
0: practical. And the number 69 kind of isn't a fair representation because, uh, like, they would have to be yeah, angled differently.
1: Yeah, it would have to be a, a, like a tall six yeah. and a disproportionate nine.
0: The number 69 looks like they're sucking on each other's toes.
1: Yes, which the is height. a variation uh, I guess that so. is popular in Spain.
0: Right. I could see that. I could yeah. see that.
1: Um, okay. So here's a hot button question. Yeah. 60 ing in a heterosexual couple. Uh-huh. Who's on top?
0: The girl has to be on top.
1: Okay. That's what I think. Yeah. That's what I think.
0: Have you been prompted otherwise? Yes. And that's it's, insane.
1: It's insane. That's it's insane. Ins- it's insane. It's insane. I look at this person and I say, what are you asking to do to me right now?
0: Yeah, that's Absolutely a Absolutely weird- not. That's unhinged.
1: That's, it's unhinged. It's dangerous. Frankly. It's dangerous. It's, we don't, it we is don't dangerous. have an SOS plan in, nope. in, in place here.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's dangerous. And, and you know what it is? It's irresponsible. It is. And I think maybe maybe you could do side.
1: I've never done that. That's me, me neither. Hard.
0: No, I'm just saying that hard. that's a possible variation. But flipping it up is it's no good. No, that's no. 96, and that doesn't make sense.
1: That's 96, <laughs> and I'm not, it's not sexy. It's and it's going to get 86. I'm out of here. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. All right. Thank God. I'm so glad that you're a normal, sane person.
0: Oh yeah, that. man. I mean, again, just practically, I don't understand why someone would even get that in their little head.
1: They, you know, they have, and it's mm. distressing. Mm.
0: Well, fellas out there,
1: don't just you don't just suggest get to lay, that. All you get to do is lay down, and then it's kind of like you can flip them around if you exactly. want. Exactly. But you yes. don't. Have, it's to. it's again. We have time. We have time. Just, just. You know, (laughs) who was thinking about oral sex and was like, how could we make this faster?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we should we should all want to slow it down. You know,
1: you know, that's the only way you're really going to get there.
0: Don't you know, be be generous so you can be selfish later.
1: That's my motto.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think if, if anything, our 69th episode should be dedicated to moving away from 69.
1: Yeah, I agree. You know. I think that this is the anti-69 episode.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. The
1: official stance of the My X Night podcast is that don't, don't.
0: What's a, what's a better numerical representation for just normal oral sex? Like 19? 19.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or six, 16?
0: 16? No, because then you're eating their butt.
1: <laughs> I mean, hey.
0: I mean, hey. Yeah, again. Rather do that than the sixty nine, you know.
1: I I don't know. Uh, spe-
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, that felt very vulnerable, and you did not support me, so uh, <laughs> now we're here.
1: All right. Um. Well, hey, <laughs> you know, speaking of getting vulnerable, yeah. um, I wanted to very quickly just update the people, and then return to an old favorite. Okay. Um, people, I moved to Chicago. You know that if you've been here for a while. Um. And, you know, it's been a tentative foray back into the dating app environment. Yeah. Um, and so with that, we have the return of a much beloved segment, um, which is our bad bio of the week.
0: Love it. Love and if, it.
1: You're, if you're new here, it's just a segment that happens anytime I'm active on dating apps and I see bios that really at this point, they should be good bios of, of the week because it's really just bios that amuse and delight me.
0: Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, For how
1: silly they are. But they're bad because I don't understand how these bios are designed to attract human women.
0: Man, when's the last time we had a bad bio of the week?
1: It's been, it's been a while.
0: It's been a long time. It's
1: been a while. And let me tell you, this one that we're returning with, it has... The reason that I really needed to bring this segment back was because this bio has everything I want in Love a it. bad Tinder bio. Love it. It's, uh, it's pretty brief. It's nonsensical. It has, you'll hear when I read it, there is an element of performance. Like I am going to really give it how I think that it's meant to be, uh, to be given. Thank you. But, um, I'll just, I'll just get right into it without further ado. Oh boy. This one comes to us from Ambrose 35. What? He says, I'm Ambrose. I'm new. I hope to find a real relationship through Tinder. If you like me, follow me. If you don't have time to understand, please don't follow me. Thank you. <laughs> a couple things.
0: I really love it, too. A couple I really things. Yeah. I
1: love him saying that he's new. As yep. if everybody on Tinder knows each other. and like I'm new.
0: <laughs> I'm new.
1: I also love encouraging us to follow him because that's not a function on this app.
0: Absolutely not.
1: And he does not give us any other place Where I could follow him.
0: That's, that's unfortunate. That's Um, unfortunate. And, but he doesn't want you to follow.
1: If I don't have time to understand, which I, I clearly don't. I don't think you do.
0: And it's important to understand if you're going to follow.
1: Yeah. And I can't.
0: How can you follow if you don't understand?
1: (laughs) I'm not. not. You
0: can't.
1: I love, um, I'm new. I hope to find a real relationship through Tinder. Like, yeah. Okay.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah, Sure. yeah, yeah, Yeah.
1: Um, it's, it's very good from top to bottom. I really Uh, love him. Also, I love his job is cryptocurrency analyst.
0: (sighs) (laughs) That's not a job.
1: Well, you know.
0: What do you mean? Well, who he's analyzing (laughs) cryptocurrency?
1: Yeah. Trying to figure out if it's real.
0: Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cryptocurrency investigator. I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah, Suss it out. Cryptocurrency paleontologist. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. Man. Man.
1: I'm a a Bitcoin investigator.
0: He's 35? Yeah. Bitcoin investigator would make more sense. Sure. But just general cryptocurrency analyzer, is that what it was?
1: What's up with the analyst?
0: Analyst, excuse me. Yeah, that kind of doesn't, I don't know. There's just so many different kinds of cryptocurrency. I don't know what he's analyzing. Maybe that's what he's analyzing. Yeah, what they are what they are who they are why they are Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff okay all right well ambrose 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 uh we love (laughs) you you kept it concise and i we do appreciate that um concise yet confusing
1: yeah best of luck to you
0: best of luck to you uh welcome i guess because you are new
1: you're new (laughs) that's Hi, I'm Ambrose. I'm new. That's I do. Love, I That's might use that. Cute. I
0: might use that in mine, actually.
1: I'm Michael. I'm new. I'm it's new like, here. It doesn't have to necessarily like be to Tinder. Just like to the world. There's a no, lot of yeah. things that I'm new to.
0: He could just be a young person.
1: Yeah, I'm just new.
0: Yeah, I'm just new in the world. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure soul. it out, man. I'm scared <laughs> and I'm alone. Help me.
1: Help me so <laughs> much.
0: Oh, boy. Ambrose. Ambrose. We love you. Um
1: love you. How you been?
0: Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, well, I had a bad bleed. Yeah. And then I didn't sleep for a long time.
1: Sure. You were tweeting about that.
0: I tweeted about it. I think uh, over around hundred hours I slept fifteen of them. Um, which is not what you should do. You no. should sleep more than that.
1: You should, Michael.
0: You should sleep more than that in 48 hours.
1: Yes, correct.
0: Um, But I didn't. And, you know, you really start losing it after a while. Mm-hmm. I often have not slept as a result of bleeds, but this one, this might have been a record. Uh, at least, yeah, I, th- I think it's a record. I'm pretty sure it's a record and I didn't like it. And my sleep schedule is still a little messed up because of it. Um,
1: you have always had such a nightmare sleep schedule. Yeah. To the point where I'm like, have you considered, there are probably like scientific findings to be gained from someone just observing you after you've gone 100 hours with 15 hours of sleep. I feel that you're maybe doing a disservice to the scientific community at large and should maybe volunteer yourself to be a subject of study.
0: That's a good idea. You think I should go in there and like do math problems or something?
1: No, I think you should just go into a room and do what you do and just let them mm. watch how insane you go.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That probably, you know, that would be beneficial because you do go insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not hallucinate, which I was kind of expecting to because I've done that before. Uh, uh, terrifying, Michael. Not a pleasant experience. nope. No, no you, you. It really makes you want to go to bed when, you're, when you feel like you're dreaming, but you're awake. I hate that. You know, that sounded like an Owl City hook.
1: It sure did.
0: Um. <laughs> Oh no! Unprofessional. Unprofessional. I'm so sorry.
1: I didn't even hear it.
0: Oh, my phone. My phone beeped. Binged. Beep Beeped. Beeped. Dinged. Dinged. That's correct. Um. <laughs> yeah, but then after I didn't sleep, I ordered a new gaming computer. About sure, I did. I'm... I
1: also saw that on Twitter. I've really only been getting life updates from you on Twitter.
0: Well, that you know, that's that's all right. The no, friendship
1: should, it ebbs and flows we should, we should talk
0: more though yeah we should t- we should talk more again yeah, i just wasn't <laughs> sleeping so it was yeah, so you know yeah, yeah. i wasn't sleeping then i ordered a gaming pc then i went to columbus for a couple of days to stay with a friend of mine which was which was very lovely but before we move on to that i want to talk about this gaming pc
1: sure of course you do
0: i spent way too much money on it obviously of course you did as you do um and you know, on the PC itself, I spent too much money, but then I spent too much money on peripherals. I spent too much money on the keyboard, on the mouse, on the headphones, on the all accessories. that accessories. On the accessories. <laughs> accessories. Um, <laughs> uh, and I ordered a bunch of accessories. They're coming in three separate packages, right? The first package was supposed to be here yesterday, and it was arriving via USPS.
1: United States Postal Service.
0: Exactly. Now, that package has about $450 worth of shit in it. And so I was like, man, you know, I'm always kind of nervous when expensive shit is coming through the mail. And I'm just like, man, it's going to be here tomorrow. That's going to be great. I'm not going to have to worry about that. You know, that's the second most expensive package next to the computer. But then I look at my USPS tracking information and it says "Uh, your package is delayed. And I was like, that's fine. You know, that, that shit happens. So I check on the specifics of. Of that, and it says, uh, customer requested it be picked up in person. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm the customer. Right. I didn't. Sure. And now I don't know what's happening. I can't pick it up today, obviously, because the USPS is closed because it's a Sunday and they're a religious organization. It's the Lord's Day. And that's unfortunate. And so now I just have $450, hopefully, sitting at the post office, but I'm not not 100% sure.
1: I'm thinking that maybe when a package is like above a certain valuation, maybe there's just, that's just the rules. Like you have to go pick it up in person.
0: Maybe. Yeah. But if that's the case, then they should have told me that and not pulled the customer told us to change it and hold it for them.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's something about like the package that denotes that. And so it's like, maybe customer is the company.
0: Yeah, that could be. That could be. Oh, yeah, I just yeah. want it, Natalie.
1: I know, I know. That's anxiety-inducing. I'm sorry.
0: Okay, we're back.
1: Okay, we're back.
0: And Opal's back.
1: Opal's back. Oh, I'm Technical
0: so... difficulties?
1: Not that. Technical difficulties?
0: That's okay. That's okay. You know, that's, we, we, we do it over, over the internet.
1: Yeah, and the internet is a man-made tool.
0: It's true. And men are fallible. Mm-hmm. Fallible? Fallible. Sure. I think I was, I was mixing up the word malleable.
1: Malleable and fallible.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. So USPS sucks. You know, that, yeah. that's that. <laughs> sure. But I have a gaming PC on the way with a bunch of cool things. Uh, it's a badass computer. I'm going to be able to stream my Mary Kate Nashley Magical Mystery Mall so well. Thank God. So well. Because this computer, you know, had difficulty doing that. I got a 4K webcam in the mail. We're going we're gonna to make this video fantastic.
1: We're going to see you in 4K.
0: In 4K. I don't think anyone's ever seen me in 4K before.
1: I certainly haven't.
0: No. No. But, uh, but you will. You will. And you'll see Mary-Kate and Ashley in their beautiful, like, 480p or whatever that, you know. <laughs> I love d- that
1: you got a very expensive setup to stream an old, old game yeah, yeah, that yeah. looks
0: terrible. That I could run on my phone. <laughs> but I'm going to do other things. Yeah. I'm going to do other things. Probably sure. like like edit the Mary-Kate Nashley video, you know?
1: Well, and you're going to play other games, right? And I know this oh, because yeah. when we were driving to Chicago, you told me, I'm going to get a gaming PC. And I said, oh, are you looking forward to playing this game? And I wanted to keep doing that as a fun little bit. And so I just Googled list of video games and just asked you indiscriminately if you were going to play a video game on your yeah. computer. And you yeah. told me either yes or no.
0: Yep. And I could talk about every one of them.
1: You sure did. We, I don't know if we said this on the podcast before, but we spent probably two hours of our yeah. five-hour drive with just me reading the name of a video game and Michael launching into a soliloquy.
0: Yeah, having a lot of opinions on it. And I didn't yeah. know I had all those opinions, but apparently I do. And it just, it just comforts me that if you know my career goes belly up, I can work at GameStop.
1: You absolutely can. Yeah. There's always game. That's what I always tell myself uh, about like, if anything goes wrong for me, I'm just going to get my med- medical massage certification. Oh, that'd
0: be great. Yeah, yeah. Although I will
1: say, all the typing I do, it's making my fingies hurt. So I might need to pick a new plan B. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could do you could do foot massage, and I mean massage with your feet.
1: With my feet? <laughs> well, Michael, my feet are not that dexterous, and also not want a, want, it, I'm down a bone.
0: Mmm. You just got to work on it. <laughs> you could, you could do it. I believe in you.
1: It's a handicap.
0: It's a handicap. It's a footy cap.
1: It's a handicap. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, okay. I spent a couple days in Columbus. Sure. Uh, I guess I wanted to talk about that. You know, it's my friend's birthday, and uh, another friend ha- had his fiance going out of town, and he owns a home, so we all just stayed there for a couple days, and I we partied. That. But, you know. Do you party hard? Yeah, we partied as hard as we wanted to, which wasn't very hard. Sure. But was the perfect amount for the three of us.
1: The perfect amount of party.
0: We just played Rocket League. It was very frustrating to play Rocket League with people who don't play Rocket League very much because they're not very good.
1: (laughs) Are you that guy? (laughs) And they
0: have to be on your team?
1: Were you that kid at the sleepover? Like, you guys don't put enough time into this game. (laughs) You're not very good at it.
0: No. I was being yelled at typically at the sleep buffer. And so, and I, listen, I, I'm not, I don't want to get redemption for that. I'm not yelling at people just because I was yelled at by my friend Hayden when we were playing Halo three. Sounds but, like drama. you know, with rocket league, it's just like, you got to kind of, it's like playing volleyball, you know, like we, people have to be competent to keep the ball up. Otherwise we can't even play the game.
1: That's why I don't play volleyball.
0: That's why I don't play rocket league with people that don't play rocket. <laughs> league. <laughs> <laughs> it's really rough. It's really rough. Oh, also, I, another thing I wrote down. I can't believe that this was just a week ago, but after we recorded last Sunday, isn't that the day that Will Smith slapped Chris Rock in the face?
1: Yeah, and you were texting me about that.
0: Isn't that crazy? You,
1: you were the one who broke the news to me.
0: Oh, was I really? Yeah. My mom was the one that broke the news to me.
1: I, I, Something about that, I don't know that I believe it.
0: I understand that impulse for sure. When my mom came back and told me that Chris Rock had just slapped Will or Will Smith had just slapped Chris Rock. I was like, mom, no, he didn't. That's clearly a bit. Uh, Will Smith has resigned from the Academy though. Oh, yeah.
1: I didn't know he was in it
0: on it. I didn't know. I don't know what that means.
1: What does that mean? Does it mean he can never win another award? Because that doesn't seem right.
0: I think so. Oh, yeah. I think so, but then you have to register for it. Well, is it like enough. this is it like the Actors Guild? No, you like can't SAG? be in the
1: union anymore?
0: Yeah, is that is that the same thing? I don't know. I don't know if it is, man. I'm
1: not famous.
0: I'm not famous either, but it, you know, a lot of people had a lot of strong opinions on that slap. Yeah. My only opinion is that it was very funny.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Very funny and a very good slap.
1: Listen, listen. I don't condone violence, um, and I probably wouldn't think it was funny if it had been anybody else hosting. But Chris Rock yeah. deserves to be slapped in the face every day of sure. his life.
0: Sure, sure, sure. I uh and it, but Natalie, he wasn't even hosting. He was just doing it a couple just bits. Doing a couple
1: things. No, yeah, hit him. Just
0: doing a couple bits, and then he got slapped. My. My only thing was like, obviously, it's a shock because it, it things like that don't happen at the Academy Awards, but things like that happen in the world, guys. Yeah,
1: definitely. People, be, people are slapping each people, other all the time. Yeah,
0: people are slapping each other all the time. Where are you from that people don't get slapped for making fun of someone's wife?
1: Yeah, yeah. That shit
0: happens, bro.
1: Especially after, like, I don't know. I, I have heard... And obviously it doesn't really matter and I don't really care that much, but I've heard yeah. people being like, he shouldn't have done it being bald's not that big of a deal. And it was a funny joke. And it was like, she was bald because of her struggles with alopecia that she had been very vocal about. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's funny. Chris rock. I think yeah. you're a bad man.
0: It was also a bad joke.
1: It, w- it wasn't funny.
0: And I think he could have told a joke. He could have said the words GI Jane and her not be offended or not be as offended. There was a way to make a joke about, or bring it up, and not insult her to the point where her husband had to slap him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You could have done that. Yeah. But you said G.I. Jane, which also, kids don't know what G.I. Jane is.
1: Chris Rock is not very smart. Maybe not. I don't think so. I don't know. I think that I could best him in a battle of wits. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that one, that I would pay to see. <laughs> that I would pay to see.
1: Uh,
0: Oh, speaking of literature. Sure. I was reading titles for uh, Goosebumps books the other day. Yep. You know what I mean? No. And Arl Stein. (laughs) Yeah, Arl Stein, you know. And uh, some of the titles are silly. Oh, sure. They're very silly. How familiar are you with Goosebumps titles?
1: I'll tell you, I never read a Goosebumps book because I was scared, Mm -hmm. Um, but I do remember them being pretty silly.
0: So you just have a vague understanding of how silly they are?
1: Yeah. Okay, great. I couldn't conjure one.
0: Great, because I have a game.
1: Oh, good.
0: Okay. This game is called uh, Two True R.L. Stein Book Titles and One Bullshit Title I Made Up.
1: That's like a long name for the game.
0: (laughs) Sure. Yeah. No, it is. Um, So (laughs) I'm going to read you three book titles. (laughs) Okay. Two of them are R.L. Stein Goosebumps books, and one of them is a bullshit title that I made up. Okay, great. And you have to tell me which one is the bullshit title that I made up. Okay. Okay. Invasion of the Body Squeezers, part one.
1: Okay. That's definitely real.
0: A Vacation to die for
1: that's definitely real
0: a midsummer night's scream
1: oh that's also definitely real (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i actually think i'm gonna go number one as not real because it's too close to body
0: snatchers uh great guess but no i made up the a vacation to die for
1: that's pretty good Michael. thank you very
0: much thank you very much (laughs) okay Piano Lessons Can Be Murder.
1: Oh, that's so real.
0: The Case of the Missing Face. Okay. Attack of the Mutant.
1: Oh, man. They, I know The thing I know about Goosebumps titles is that they do all have an element of whimsy. Yeah, they and do. And I think that Attack of the Mutant is just not whimsical enough.
0: I got you again. Oh, fuck. I came up with the case of the missing face.
1: (laughs) Sure. I, you, you know, that would have been my second guess, but I was like, there's that rhyming happening. I know. I was proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I
0: was proud of it. There's also a lot of ellipses, which you'll see. Sure. Um, Okay. Next, next group. Son of Slappy. I'm sorry. (laughs)
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: Son of Slappy. Son of Slappy. (laughs) Son of Slappy.
1: Are, are, am I supposed to know who Slappy is? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. Keep going.
0: Zombie Town. Sure. Summer Camp.
1: <laughs> I, I can't believe that you put Son of Slappy in this category <laughs> with these two other ones. I'm going to say that you made that one up because y- Son of Slappy? Yeah. I didn't. Oh, fucking Jesus.
0: This one I just put summer camp in there just to see what we <laughs> Just to see. Yeah. Okay.
1: <clears throat> son of Slappy.
0: Son of Slappy. I believe Slappy is a doll.
1: Oh.
0: And kind of a Chucky situation.
1: Oh. And this is
0: the son of.
1: Somebody decided to be derivative of Chucky and they went.
0: Slappy. Slappy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Okay. I think
0: it's a good option.
1: D- dip, 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 dip.
0: Trick. Ellipsis or trapped. Oh. Okay. Shop till you drop dead.
1: Okay. Yep.
0: French fried.
1: <laughs> I have to believe you made up French fried. That is correct. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is correct.
1: Okay.
2: Thank okay. you. <laughs>
0: There's one more ellipses here. Okay. Uh, I'll use that one to start the next group. Okay. Prank call of the void.
1: Oh my god!
0: A shocker on shock street.
1: That's that's made up.
0: The wait,
1: (laughs) Michael. There's no way. Natalie, wait till you hear. Wait till you hear the last one.
0: Okay. The horror of Camp Jelly Jam.
1: I stand by my original reasoning. They're not going to put Shocker in a kid's book title.
0: That is incorrect. They, sure, they certainly did. A Shocker on Shock Street.
1: That's a porn.
0: It is a porn. It is a porn. <laughs> Mine was Prank Call of the Void.
1: Sorry, can you just read that last one again for me?
0: The Horror of Camp Jelly Jam?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What happens at Camp Jelly Jam?
0: Jelly Jam is one word. Um, I, don't, they- <laughs> I don't know, but the, it's one of my favorite covers, actually.
1: I really want to believe that Camp Jelly Jam was the predecessor to Camp Rock, the Disney phenomenon. Oh, that could have been. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, we need this music camp.
0: Yeah. Jelly Jam. Jelly Jam. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> one more group. Okay. And then some honorable mentions. Sure. Uh okay so, Goosebumps also did. R.L. Stein made like a, just collections of short stories. Sure, uh, anthologies. Called, yeah, Tales to Give You Goosebumps.
2: Okay, great. was the
0: title. However, when he continued to do those collections of short stories, he wasn't very creative with the way in which he titled them.
1: Tales Tales to Give You Goosebumps again.
0: Yep, that's one. Thank you. Uh, that is not on this list though. Okay, so this list is. Still more tails to give you goosebumps.
1: Great.
0: Way more tails to give you goosebumps.
1: <laughs> Ooh.
0: More and more and more tails to give you goosebumps.
1: Oh, man. I'm going to guess way more is the one you made up. Because that, that, is that sounds like you.
0: That is correct.
1: Way yeah, more.
0: I should have thought about that. <laughs> That does sound too much like me, but when I saw more and more and more tales to give you goosebumps, I was like, this man's off. He's off his fucking rocker.
1: Michael, I'm going to say something to you, and I, it's a compliment. Okay. You are going to look like R.L. Stein when you get old.
0: I don't take that as a compliment. <laughs> that is very rude.
1: No, it's, I mean, compliment was the wrong word. I meant it's not an insult. It's just a statement of fact. <laughs>
0: That hurts my feelings. No, don't. I got to Google this motherfucker.
1: He looks like a pleasant, yet a little weird old man.
0: He looks like the creepiest dude in the world.
1: He look like that when you're like 80.
0: Oh, no. Michael. Age
1: age comes for us all. Look at him. (laughs) He looks kind of funny. The eyebrows, bro. Well, yeah, you have better eyebrows.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Michael, That's depressing.
1: It's going to be all right.
0: We're going to move on.
1: <laughs> Did I hurt <hear> your feelings?
0: <laughs> My honorable mentions are.
1: <laughs> Guys, I, I, really, hurt, I hurt Michael's feelings.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to look like him. I'm going to be way cuter than R.L. Stein.
1: R.L. Stein's cute.
0: He's not cute.
1: He's pass.
0: He looks like he should be in jail.
1: No, he's just too busy giving us goosebumps.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Honorable mentions.
0: So I wrote down a mysterious mall, but I thought you would get that because of at Mary-Kate and Ashley magical mystery mall.
1: Sure, sure,
2: sure, sure.
0: And then I just wrote dog in the basement. <laughs> I thought maybe I could work that in somewhere.
1: Okay. All right. Oh, <laughs> these are the honorable mentions that you made up. <laughs> that at. I dog, made up. Yeah. I just had, them? I had two alternates. Okay.
0: Because I just wrote down a bunch of R.L. Stein books and then I wrote down a bunch of made up ones. Dawn the one the I'm book. most proud of, I think, is Prank Call of the Void.
1: Yeah, that's pretty good. I would read that one. I could see that as being a thing.
0: I would read that book.
1: I absolutely would read that book as well.
0: I really like it.
1: Speaking of books that I've read, mm. Mm. I've, I'm, I, I, I read a book okay. that, that challenged me in some ways. Oh. And I figured I would discuss it here. I love it. Uh, and I'll just say... Um, That this is a discussion that is maybe potentially triggering for like body image. Oh boy. Stuff. Oh, don't. Don't. (laughs) Oh boy.
0: Michael. You should have given me a body image trigger warning (laughs) when you were about to say, you're going to look like R.L. Stein in five years.
1: No, I didn't say five years, you piece of shit. That's what I heard. Well, get your ears checked. (laughs) Your ears are going to look like R.L. Stein tomorrow. Ah! All right, I read a book. Uh, okay. You know, I do that. Sure. And what was different about this book from the other books that I tend to read are it was a contemporary romance, which I don't typically do. I usually do old-timey things. Sure. Um, and it was a book. Um, the book was called Spoiler Alert by Olivia Dade. And okay. it's a, a romance where the protagonist is fat. Oh. And it was really interesting and also sometimes a little bit too close to home <laughs> i felt <laughs> a little attacked what's it called uh, it's called spoiler alert
0: spoiler alert it's a good um, title um
1: yeah it was it was a good title um and you know it was challenging because it was contemporary i don't typically gravitate towards contemporary novels because I always find it a little cringy when books are like, and then I went on Instagram and then I sent them a text and it's like, I don't know. I agree. I agree. I've never been into that, but I guess it is the world that we're living in.
0: Um, Yeah, but that's cringy.
1: it, it, It is. But then the other thing that was challenging was like, okay, the protagonist is fat and the the experiences that were described were experiences that i've had but i kind of didn't i've never like talked about with other people you know yeah um just like how much um you know I-, I saw myself in how much this protagonist's feelings about her own body influenced her perception of the interactions that she was having with the like male lead
0: damn yeah like
1: for example Um, there was, it's, it's, it's a, it's a whimsical book. All right. So it's this woman and she's like falling in love with this like celebrity. And at one point they're like setting up their next date and he's like, I got to go out of town, um, tomorrow. But in the morning I was thinking of like hitting the gym and going to the, to the breakfast bar at the hotel. If you want to, to come with. Yeah. Yeah. And she gets, like, very, very offended and very upset. And that's, like, in that's like the end of the first act of the book. Like, that's kind of their first, like, threat to the relationship. And you think that it's over. Yeah. Um, because he, like, asked her to go to the gym with him. And then it cuts to, like, his mind. And he had, like, no idea what he did wrong. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely no clue. And it just made me think about how, like, okay, I am um, – I, I've never, ever been skinny. You know, I've never known what that's like. Um, and I have obviously a lot of a lot of privilege. I am what uh, the fat liberation movement would call a small fat. Um, but I've, I've never known what it's like to be skinny. And, and I just kind of assume when I'm around people and I'm interacting with people that like they are as aware of my fatness as I am. Yeah. And that like my friends perceive me as like. The fat friend and my, my relationships perceive me as like dating a fat woman. And like, this was reading this book and like navigating that kind of like folly of expectations between those two characters was the first time that it really occurred to me that like, maybe that is not true. And maybe that's not how other people perceive me. And maybe people's actions towards me aren't influenced by what they think about my body. Yeah. And that. Has been challenging to think about.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. And interesting. Ooh, you got a package. I saw the mailman behind you.
0: That is the loudest doorbell I've ever heard.
1: That's okay. Do you want to go get it?
0: Oh, you're glitching out again now, too.
2: No,
1: just go get your package.
0: Okay, we're back. We're back. Again, after some technical difficulties. Uh, unfortunately, I believe the first technical difficulties happened when I was talking about my computer and this one happened while you were uh, giving a great talk about a book that you read and how it impacted (laughs) your life. So that one was a little more unfortunate. And also my doorbell rang, but we're back, but we're back. And if you could hit on like, I, you started going row body towards the end. I think of, of your discussion of the book and how I think you said it it made you reflect on how you're yeah
1: yeah the way people perceive you it it made me reflect on not just the way people perceive me but the way that i act based on the way i think people perceive me
0: you know so it's kind of
1: like that 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 dual feedback of like I, somebody is speaking to me or, you know, probably even more accurately like flirting with me or, or engaging with me in a, in a situation that I am maybe not mentally open to because I have made judgments about the way they're probably perceiving me. Yeah. Um, and all that to say, it, it was, it was very interesting and it made me kind of think about like, like. Maybe everything that I've ever assumed about how people think about me is wrong, sure. Um, Which I think is it's that's a great thing about like art and media. It it, it can it can do that kind of thing to you. Another thing that was very interesting to me um, about this book was that you know traditionally when I'm reading romance and I'm reading historical romance, um, the ages of the people are like all of the women are in their early twenties and all of the men are in like their mid thirties. But the protagonist of this book, the guy was 40 and the woman was 36. Oh, and she's 36. And she's like having these like very romantic experiences that I don't know. I, I, I that was also very cool because it Love was it. like I, I I kind of was already feeling like I was at the end of my excitement in life at age 28. And in fact, that is maybe not true.
0: I do. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping. But I agree. I agree. Yeah, that's oh, that's that's super sick. Also the perception thing makes me think as a disabled person. Yeah. I had a lot of I think that explains a lot of my acting out as a young man where I was in a wheelchair. Did a lot? You fill in a lot of blanks when you feel like people are perceiving you a certain way, especially if you think. I mean, obviously, if you just thought they were perceiving you as hot or like a beneficial thing, that was just, that would just give you confidence. But like right. being in a wheelchair or on crutches or whatever, I automatically assumed people were were judging me, uh, uh, particularly when I would be on and off crutches all the time. Just automatically assume people were thinking I was faking it. So I would automatically be defensive if anyone asked about it or whatever. I used to lie all the time. I used to just be angry all the time. And I I honestly think a lot of it was just reacting to the, the things that I thought people were thinking when in fact they most likely were not.
1: And that makes sense as a defense mechanism, right? Because you think that if you can get ahead of the ugly things that other people must be thinking about you, if I can be meaner to myself than anybody could possibly be mean to me, then that's going to protect me. Yeah. And and that's, that's what you think. And that's kind of like, I think when you are a young person who is different, whether that is like because of your body image or because of your level of ability or or Mm -hmm. like because of even like your sexual orientation or anything about yourself. When you think that you're different and you think it's something that people are going to hold against you, I think that you automatically accept kind of a lower standard of treatment.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure.
1: Yeah. And oh man, that is really something to like kind of sit with. And it's, it's interesting for me to kind of sit with like, okay, what have I accepted in relationships because I didn't believe that I could ever achieve anything better because I, of the way that I feel about myself.
0: Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy Ow. shit.
1: It's a big owl.
0: Also, who have I immediately been mean to because I didn't think they were going to like me because they're interested in things I might ne- not necessarily be able to participate in. This goes back to the gym conversation.
1: Yeah, that, that yeah. That the
0: protagonist had. It's like, oh, you know, for me, it's like, oh, that girl goes hiking. She's never going to be interested in me. Fuck hiking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like or like you're stupid for going hiking. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But but and also fuck hiking. But but you know what
1: I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, no, and I always like I always make assumptions if like I think Maybe even the other night I saw a guy who was like, oh, really cute. Like, maybe I could, maybe I, we could vibe with this, like on a dating app. And then I saw that he went rock climbing and I was like, absolutely not. I'm not yeah, hauling my yeah. fat ass up some rocks. No way. <laughs> There's no way.
0: Yeah. And that's fair to do when the person is explicitly stating like, I need a, I need a, a buddy. Gym buddy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Fuck that person. Obviously we're not going to be able to engage <laughs> with those people. Right. But also, you know, like. Like I had, I dated a girl who loved to go hiking and shit and I couldn't do that. And she was like, no, that'll be fine. That'll be like my, when I go do my own thing, you can go do your own thing. Then we should have separate interests anyway.
1: Yeah. And I also always forget about that.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of course we all do. We all do. do.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I, I would, I would recommend the book. Um, well maybe not actually. It, It was good. It was corny. Sure, but But that's all right. It was interesting, and I'm I'm interested in the work of this author. Um, I think like her thing is that like all of her leading women are are fat, which is awesome. Um, and I'm nervous because I'm nervous uh, to read more of her books and to like be faced with more of these like truths about myself.
0: Oh no, yeah. Uh,
1: but I think that'll ultimately be good. Um, Spoiler
0: alert, right?
1: Yeah. That's what it's called, I, I'm, and I, I'm telling you right now, it's corny. But if you if you like corny romance books, um, and you're you're at all interested, uh, I would love to talk about it with
0: you. Yeah, that's okay. You do, we definitely have some listeners who like corny books.
1: Yes. Oh, I think one time I mentioned uh, a Court of Thorns and Roses, and our DMs lit up because Beautiful. everybody was excited to talk See? about that. So exactly. <laughs> welcome to my book corner.
0: Um, that's was, what happens oh, when I mention Dragon Ball Z.
1: Well, speaking of you mentioning Dragon Ball Z, literally as we were on the break, uh, while we were sorting out our technical issues, I checked my phone and I got a really good piece of feedback from my friend Tyler, who is apparently listening to last week's episode right now. And he just brought up the point. He said... I was listening to the pod, and the segment about dick science and Dragon Ball Z made me realize that more shonen anime could rope in a broader audience with more interesting romance subplots. Goku doesn't even fuck. (laughs) And I agree.
0: Goku does fuck.
1: Goku doesn't fuck enough.
0: He doesn't fuck enough. That is correct. That's very true. Uh, they definitely, there should be more romantic tension there. Believe me, if Android 18 had more romantic tension, I would love it. But that's, yeah, that's true. That's true. None of it's romantic. It's definitely like a soup to nuts boy show. Uh, Sure. There's no, there is no lovey dovey anything. Well,
1: I think that that speaks to a lot of boy, capital B, boy, uh, stuff like my main feedback on the batman movie with robert pattinson was that the romance subplot was completely unnecessary and not believable um yeah yeah. and they could have fixed that with like maybe like four more lines of thoughtful dialogue Mm -hmm. that they could have worked in there and i would have been fine with it so i I agree i think all Capital B Boy writers should read more romance. That's going to be my theme of this season.
0: I agree with that. I do agree with that. But but do you also feel? And this isn't because I feel this, and I'm now projecting it on you. I'm just genuinely interested if you feel this way. Is a romance component always necessary, or do you also jive with movies that that have no romance in them because it doesn't do anything for the story?
1: Okay, so is Romance always necessary to a good story? Absolutely not. Is romance always necessary to holding my Natalie Wilson's uh, attention personally? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, fair enough. Fair but, enough. But but my issue with with like most romance sublots in more male driven media is that like it's not they're not good like just don't yes, do it I it's, agree if it's gonna be dumb and thoughtless like yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I would rather you know I'm probably not gonna watch the movie anyway so right. you know just don't don't worry about it like did you you just wanted to give Zoe Kravitz a check like she could have just they could have been business associates that's very my whole true thing. yeah like, that's
0: very true with a lot of those movies, it feels like they wrote the movie and then went back and tried to they insert like, oh, fuck, a romantic fuck, we need something. a girl. Yeah, what, yeah, are we yeah. gonna,
1: what are we going to do? Okay, Catwoman. I guess they got to kiss at some point. And yep. it's like, no, they can just be friends.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Which they do. You know, they'd kiss in the comic books, but it's got a way more lead up than, sure. than in the Robert Pattinson Batman movie.
1: That's my whole thing. Uh,
0: while we're on Batman. Okay.
1: <laughs> oh, good.
0: Just real quick, real quick. I have a friend who is watching all of Batman, the animated series again, and then he's watching all the associated movies and then watching Batman Beyond and doing the whole thing. Okay. Now, I like the comic books as well and the graphic novels for Batman, right? Sure. And I think Batman, the animated, the animated series, fixed a lot of the shitty characters that were in the comic books, whatever. They did, they did great things. But for some reason, with one of the movies, there is a, a new character that gets introduced. And uh, this is someone who, has, who is the like, villain in one of the graphic novels. And it's a really great story. It's really cool. For some reason, in one of the movies, they brought that character in. They tried to tell his story. They titled it the same way. But they instead of making it a new villain, it's just the Riddler dressed up as this person. And it doesn't, like, I remember seeing that movie and being like, wait, did I misremember this comic? Like, I, I don't understand why this is the fucking Riddler. And and I went back and reread the comic and sure enough, no, it's Thomas Elliott. It's not the Riddler. This is the villain, the hush for everyone who's, I'm sure, uh, picking up on that. <laughs> really up in arms, um, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know why that happened. And it's the first time where that, the, the DC animated universe infuriates me because not only like obviously you're going to misinterpret some characters or have a different opinion on characters. If you've only watched the, the animated stuff and never read the comics, but now you just don't know who a fucking character is with the same name. It's like just a whole different fella.
1: That's hard to follow.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, so I just wanted to get that out there as (laughs) I, I, got a little bone to pick with the DC animated universe.
1: Well, I'll call him up and I'll let him know
0: the DCAU
1: as they call it Mm -hmm. um well i think we've put it off long enough i think it's maybe time and i know we had such a great little vacation last week
0: we sure did Um, and let me tell you i i wish we had another one (laughs) but you know what guys we don't we don't we're here i don't know how long this episode is right now but it's about to get a lot even longer. longer (laughs)
2: Family. <laughs>
0: Every time that song plays, I. I just want the song to continue like yeah. when, as soon as that starts it's like oh, I really want to listen to this song now and then it stops and then I have to explain the plot to a Fast and Furious movie so it's like terrible it's all bad
1: it's all, it's bad. all bad well we're so close to the end though this is this is the number eight the, and the penultimate nine.
0: yeah this is the second to last movie that I'm going to do because I'm not doing the fucking other bullshit ones, ones. yeah, yeah. Not doing the other ones. Also, before I get started with this, I do, uh, I have to apologize to the United States postal service. Um, I don't know if (laughs) if the, I don't know if the listeners heard the doorbell, but I did bitch about the fact that they held a package for some reason, even though another one was coming today and, uh, they did deliver everything just now. So,
1: Oh, you, so you got everything.
0: I did get everything.
1: Oh, well, Uh, um, thank you to the post office.
0: Yes. Sorry. Um, okay. (laughs) But you, you scared me post office, so I don't feel that bad. All right. This is the fast and the curious. Um, no longer curious and it's certainly not fast. So
1: (laughs) the slow in the board. I'll tell you that. Slow
0: in the board, the slow and the disinterested, uh, this is Fast and the Furious 8, otherwise known as The Fate of the Furious. All it. This is the 8th god uh, this is this is my fir- these are my first notes. This is the 8th goddamn movie, Natalie. Why did I start this bit? <laughs> I'm tired. I'm not ready for this movie. Don't make me watch it. Oh god, it's starting. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and actually, the day that most people are listening to this episode, this Monday, Will be the fifth anniversary of this movie's release.
1: Oh, so it was we're about released, due.
0: Yeah, April fourth, twenty seventeen.
1: We're about due for another one, then, huh?
0: Mm-mm-mm. Um, so this film uh did not quite gross as much as the last movie because obviously Paul Walker's last movie it fucking killed it, but it still grossed over a billion fucking dollars. So
1: I just want to ask, like at the top, how close were we?
0: Not very close, unfortunately. Uh, Um,
1: No baseball?
0: There is no baseball.
1: That's weird.
0: Zendaya is not in it.
1: What about Macklemore?
0: Macklemore's not in it. Ryan Lewis isn't even in it.
1: What the hell?
0: But I'll tell you who is in it. This is my next note. Charlize Theron has fucking white girl dreadlocks in this movie. (sighs) So here we go. Um... Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, and then I wrote a little tagline to excite everybody to listen to this plot synopsis. Vin Diesel betrays the team in this one. Uh, what the, he the turns family? his he turns his back on the family. Here we go. Oh no. We open in Havana, Cuba, obviously, uh, which I wrote is unfortunately the first American movie to be to be shot in Cuba. So that sucks. Um. <laughs> We're, we're we're on Vin Diesel and Letty's oh, honeymoon. Sucked. Yeah, d- that's unfortunate. Like the, Cuba has to say, you know, I
1: they filmed a movie here. Which film... one? Don't ask.
0: <laughs> the eighth Fast <that's> and the <laughs> Furious movie. Um. Okay, so we're on Vin Diesel and Letty's honeymoon, which I think is two movies late. But I honestly don't remember where they were in time and space when they got married. Vin's cousin is here. His name is Fernando, and he's in big trouble with this mean dude who is like a loan shark.
1: His cousin came on his hum- honeymoon?
0: Okay. <laughs> we need to talk about this.
1: <laughs> oh, no.
0: His cousin lives in Cuba, and sure. his name is Fernando. Okay. Vin Diesel is not Hispanic. Right. Right? Right. Right. I feel like I'm going crazy. He's not Hispanic. Okay. Hold on. Let's double check. I I googled it. His it, he, do, he he didn't know his father and his it says on his Wikipedia page that his mother um his mother implied that he was a part of a number of cultures.
1: I don't think you get to say that. No,
0: you don't. You don't. You don't, you don't, get, don't get to say that.
1: His 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 birth name is, is Mark M- Sinclair.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. the
1: whitest name I've ever heard in my life.
0: Yep. Hey, you don't have a cousin in Cuba named Fernando. You
1: certainly don't. You're white. Well, doesn't
0: again, not my place. Not my place, but it is, it it did bother me.
1: Worth mentioning.
0: Yeah, worth mentioning. Okay. So Fernando's in big trouble with a guy who's apparently a lone shark. Uh Vin doesn't really like the vibe of the lone shark, so he kind of steps in. Uh, His cousin had put his car up as collateral, but doesn't want to give it up to this guy. At first, Vin tells him, no, man, you should always honor a debt um, or a deal. But then the guy threatens Vin's cousin and Letty. And he says something like, you're going to pay one way or another. And and then, yeah, he kind of threatens them both, which makes Vin all pissed. And then they race about it. Sure. Uh, At one point, Letty comes up to him and holds up a can of NOS and says, look, it's Cuban NOS. As if that makes any sense or any difference. Um, okay. they, they also say this isn't a quarter mile race. This is a Cuban mile race.
1: And then they eat a Cuban sandwich.
0: Yeah. And then <laughs> they,
1: they're really just showing it off.
0: I guess. So I guess that's supposed to be a cute play on words or something. But they changed the word quarter. So Cuban, it kind of just means it's a mile long. Yeah. You know what I mean? it wasn't like an American mile race. And now this is a Cuban mile race. It was like a quarter of a mile and now a Cuban mile, which is just a mile, I think. Um,
1: unnecessarily confusing.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. But, but they just race all over the city. It's hardly ever a quarter mile, you know, At one point, uh, Vin's engine catches fire because of the Cuban Nos, and then there's there's like smoke coming out of the hood of his car. So he whips his car around and drives backwards over the finish line, which is kind of cool, and he wins. Um, And then he starts celebrating with some children that were watching the street race, which I think as the viewer is meant to signify to us that he's ready to have children. Guys, wink, wink, sure. Uh, so the loan shark goes to give Vin his car because he lost, but Vin says that his respect is enough question mark. I said, because I don't know why he wants the respect of this fucking loan shark who just threatened his cousin and his wife, um, cut to Vin walking home with groceries. So obviously there's a big baguette out of a little bag and then, and then Charlize Theron is, is standing, uh, by a broken car and he stops to help her. And then she says something, something about fate or something. She said the word fate, which I understand is probably important because this movie is titled the, the fate Fate of the furious, but I I didn't want to, I didn't want to rewind. So I just heard the word fate. Um, and, uh, and they stops and he's like, Hey, do you need some help? And she's like, actually something, something, fate, something, something I made you come to me. And she reveals that she, like, shut down a coffee shop that he was going to go to nearby, so he had to take a different route home or something. Uh, and then she says, you're going to work for me because I have this phone. And then she shows him her phone, and then he looks at it, and he's like, oh, my God. But we don't know what he's looking at yet. Okay. And then she says, you're going to you're gonna have to turn on your family. Ugh. So cut to The Rock. Uh, he's giving a speech to a bunch of little girls who are playing soccer. Um, well, it intimidates the other team. And it's revealed that like The Rock is coaching this little league soccer game with his daughter. Uh, and then some man from the government shows up to talk to The Rock. And he's kind of openly talking about matters of national security on the side of a soccer field around a bunch of people.
1: Cool. Good. Um,
0: and he says that there's an EMP missing because there's always something like that.
1: Is that a computer chip?
0: It's uh it's a it's actually something that fries all computer chips. Sure. Yeah. Uh he says Rock that's missing you're the only man for the job and then the Rock's like uh, hey I'm coaching soccer fella and he says no Rock please and Rock says I'm just trying to be a dad. Uh but but he has to do it and and so um you know this is t- the, oh 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 Also importantly, this is total super secret agent shit. If The Rock gets caught, it's bad news. The government not only isn't going to help him, like, hey, we're not going to bust you out if you get caught by the bad guys, but we're going to throw you in jail if you don't do this for us. Okay. Uh, So cut to The Rock. He calls Vin. The team's in. We got to get the team. Everyone, we need the the team. The family. Yeah, the family. Uh, So jump cuts um, again to them running away with the EMP. They got it. They're killing fools, explosions. That's what we do, baby. Rock and Vin go one way. The rest of the crew goes the other way. Okay? Now, Vin and the Rock are driving in separate cars, but away from the crew. Vin fucking hits him, flips over his car. And now, Vin. yeah, now, now the Rock's upside down. He's like, Vin, what's going on? Uh, Vin uh, takes the EMP thing, and the Rock calls and tells everybody Vin has gone rogue. Oh, he no. stopped. So Vin Vin Diesel's name is Dominic Toretto in this movie. I know I've probably never said that.
1: Never, um, never once. Th- this yeah. is my first time <laughs> hearing those two words together.
0: Yeah. So uh, when the also, rock f-
1: not not even less evidence for a Cuban cousin at this point,
0: I agree with you. Yes, that's correct. Um, but anyway, when the rock first met um, Vin Diesel, he used to call him Toretto. Then he started calling him Dom because they became friends, but then when he calls the crew to say that he's gone rogue, he says Toretto is gone rogue. Meaning oh, shit. Yeah, we've, we've now broken the trust that we've built familiarity up. familiarity is well. Low gone. these many years, yeah. Um, okay, so cut to good. Hey, stop fighting. My cats are
2: fighting.
1: Oh, I heard them. Munch, come here. Munch. Okay.
0: So uh cut to good guy HQ. No one can believe it. Vin has gone rogue. Letty especially can't believe it. He loves her. How could he? Okay. Cut to prison. Okay. The rocks in trouble for losing the EMP. Jason Statham is here. Um Mr. Nobody is here who's from a previous movie. He's like a secret agent. Uh he's saying the rock needs to plead guilty, which the rock refuses to do because he ain't no criminal. He breaks out of some chains. He's like chained to a a table and he fucking rips out of them. And then he starts choking Mr. Nobody's buddy who they call little nobody.
1: (laughs) That is Uh, not confusing at all.
0: Yeah. And I think they're, I think they were like kind of weirdly trying to make that guy, the new Paul Walker, which is weird and it doesn't work. Uh, so the rock goes into prison. Rock punches the wall, like a punching bag. Like he's literally training fighting, but he's just punching a wall instead of something soft. Um, Jason, cool. St- J- Jason Statham talks shit. Uh, the Rock literally says to him, like, man, if there, there's like a door in between them that's locked. And he's like, this fucking door ever opens, I'm going to beat your ass. And then the door opens. Uh, so they fight. Uh, Rock, Rock generally has a rough time in the prison because he, put, he locked a lot of people up. He was a secret agent who like put a lot of people in this <gasps> special, special like federal prison or whatever. Um, yeah, so, and so he and Jason Statham start fighting. Then there's a big riot. It's all crazy. They break out, and as they're like running out of the prison, there's Mr. Nobody and Little Nobody, and they say, we got to go. You're going to help us capture Charlize Theron.
2: Mm. Now,
0: meanwhile, Vin took the EMP, and he drove his car straight onto a giant cargo plane with uh, Charlize there. Um then Vin Diesel sees that Charlize has captured the woman he dated for like a movie while everyone thought Letty was dead. I don't know if anyone will remember that, but Vin Diesel had a, a little love affair with this woman while he thought the love of his life was dead. Sure. Okay. So he sees that she's on this plane now and she's been captured by, uh, by Charlize Theron. And then boom. Reveal. They had a baby. She had a baby. It's Vin Diesel's. Boom. Reveal. The baby doesn't have a name because she thought that the father should give the baby a name, which is weird. I mean, he was absent, so that doesn't, you know, you, know, you don't got to wait.
1: I don't think that's legal. At, that, at some point, you just, you need the birth certificate finalized.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's a plot hole. Um, and then, boom, r- reveal that Charlize has captured everyone. She's captured this woman and the baby, and now she's holding them hostage. So, Vin has to, has to go against his family because now, technically, this is his family. The little baby boy is his family. Okay.
1: A bouncing baby boy, a
0: little bouncing baby boy on a big cargo plane captured by a cyber terrorist. (laughs) Um, okay. So now we're back at good guy HQ. The whole team is there. Uh, and the rock now, the rock and Jason Statham are there too. We have to work together to rescue Vin or defeat Vin. We don't know. Uh, turns out Charlize has orchestrated a bunch of the schemes that these bad guys have done in previous movies. That's why they were stealing different computer chips, because Charlize Theron wanted a bunch of computer chips to make a super mega thing.
1: Yeah, because she had a lot of computer dip, and, you know, it was all going to go to waste.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You have to get a bunch of computer chips for the (laughs) computer computer
1: dip. dip, Or you're going to have a terrible party. Yeah. (laughs) How are you going to watch the Super Bowl?
0: So, okay, so they have the EMP. No, Vin has the EMP. Uh
1: I don't okay. I don't at this point I don't know what an EMP is. And
0: it, it stands I, it stands for electromagnetic pulse.
1: Every time that you say it, I just it's the first three letters of empanada, and that's what I've been picturing.
0: <laughs> no, it stands for electromagnetic pulse. Think of it like a bomb that blows up computer chips without making a huge explosion to kill everybody, you know? Okay. Um Okay, so the good guys are thinking, okay, these, they, Vin stole the EMP. What, where are they going to go next? God's Eye. God's Eye is a computer chip from a previous movie. I don't remember which. Uh,
1: I think it was the last one.
0: Could have been the last one. Uh, we have God's Eye. We have God's Eye. <laughs> so, so let's figure out where, where she is. We can use God's Eye. If everyone remembers, God's Eye is a tracking device. We can just use this to figure out where Charlize Theron is. Um, oh no, it's not working. Oh, cool. We figured out how to make it work with a cool tech thing. Uh, okay. We find the building where she is. Wait a minute. That building looks familiar. Mr. Nobody says, wait a tick. That's this building. Boom. Boom. They're in, they're in the building. Explosion. The call's coming from inside the house. Uh, so they run in Charlize Theron grabs God's eye. Um, Letty yells at Vin, but he hits her with a, with like a cold look. He doesn't hit her. Sorry. (gasps) He hits her with a cold look, and then...
1: (laughs) That's not how you say... Michael, if you were describing an altercation between people, and you were like, I hit him, and they were like, with what? And you were like, a cold, withering stare. That's not
0: how... He's dead serious right now, okay, guys? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so he hits her with a cold look, and then Charlize Theron, knowing their relationship and knowing what she's doing... Uh, kisses him
1: mm, like to nom, make nom, Letty nom, jealous. Nom, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: So now we're back on the plane. Ben asks, what was up with the kiss? And she's like, I don't know, dude, just shaking things up. Uh, so I was good- catching
1: a vibe. I didn't
0: know. <laughs> I thought maybe, oh, never mind. Um, so the good guys are mad and uh, now they that, now they know they're in trouble so we gotta go get we got to go get Vin. You know, we know shit's going on. They took God's eye. They're going to come after us, whatever. Uh, so we figure out we have to go to New York to chase Vin. Vin is in New York to get a nuclear football from a Russian minister who is holding the I'm nuclear football. What? <laughs> what?
1: A nuclear football from, from a, a, Ru- a Russian... Russian minister? Yeah. I- All right. <laughs> I don't know, I don't really, I don't really know what to picture or think about upon hearing that sentence.
0: Uh, For a nuclear football? Yeah. It's just a briefcase.
1: Okay, and the the Russian minister is just a minister who's Russian?
0: It's just like a minister who isn't Vladimir Putin, because we didn't want to put Vladimir Putin in the movie.
1: But, wink wink.
0: But wink wink, I think. Why else would he have the nuclear football?
1: Well, so when you first mentioned that this movie was taking place in Cuba, I was like, okay, what was going on in Cuba in like 2016, 2017? What, why does this movie want us to be thinking about Cuba? So now we've got a Cuban presence. We've got an allusion to Vladimir Putin. So what is this movie really trying to say?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think it's because the like trade embargo was lifted in Cuba that year.
1: Oh, did you did that research?
0: No, I'm just guessing. Oh, I assume so.
1: I, I, well, I, I was briefly trying to look it up as you were talking and apparently president Obama visited Havana in 2016. And
0: there you I go. Think that's
1: maybe when we started being more chill with Cuba.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. That's probably right. Cool. That's probably right. And then, and then they were probably just trying to think of countries that had nuclear weapons and uh- Russia was just like, you know, one of them. Yeah, sure. Okay. So in order to get this nuclear football, uh, Charlize creates a fleet of zombie cars. That's how I will describe them because uh, she takes control of hundreds of cars at the same time and makes them do the exact same thing. So they, it just looks like a big horde of zombies.
1: Kind of like yeah. when you're having trouble with your laptop at work, and so your IT person kind of remotes in and takes over.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's exactly right. And I believe she got this technology again from a previous movie. I think that was someone's MO at some point. But I'm not 100% sure.
1: So, *Fast the Furies is kind of like it's we're bringing together all of the threads from the previous movie and kind of tying them up in a nice little Charlize Theron sized bow.
0: Yes, that is correct. Okay. But I will remind you, she has dreads. I, um, I do
1: like that the first thing I said about our theoretical uh, eighth Fast and the Furious movie was we got to get a cool female lead in here. I'm that's glad. True. That that they were thinking that as well. Do wish they would have thought twice on the hair choice, but mm-hmm, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you win Me some, too. you lose some. Yeah, you win you some, got- you lose most.
0: Yes, exactly. You gotta take the I never know how this phrase goes. The good with the bad.
1: You piss in one hand, shit in the other, you know?
0: That's it. That's exactly right. You've been saying it for weeks. Um
1: I I've always said that.
0: Okay, so yeah, the cars all move at the same time, which I note um looks kind of cool, but unsettling. Sure. Uh so Vin. Vin gets the nuclear football that was handcuffed to the Russian guy's hand. Uh, he seemingly kills Jason, Jason Statham. Letty gets close to him and steals the football, but then she gets jumped by a bunch of bad guys. And Vin saves her and doesn't kill her, but just takes the football and leaves. And I'm going to say briefcase from now on. I don't I, think I'm a, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because everyone's picturing a football.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's not going well.
0: Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Uh, okay. And now we're back on the plane, and Charlize kills Vin's baby mama in front of him. Cute. Saying that she'll kill his son next if he ever does some shit like that again, referring to him letting Letty live.
1: Mm, that's no good.
0: Uh, so now we have. Did I describe what a nuclear football is? A briefcase? Yeah, it's a briefcase with codes in it to launch a nuclear warhead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So now we have the new codes, and, um,. Now they need the nuke submarine. There's a big submarine that we need as well. And
1: that's literally a submarine?
0: It's literally a submarine, yeah. Um and the it's good confusing guys confusing
1: because they use a lot of words for things that aren't what they are. Like football? Like football and yeah. then you, they say things like submarine and you think, "Oh, what's that? A table?" and it's not. <laughs> no, it's, it's just it's just
0: it's a submarine. It's just a real submarine. Um and so and, but the good guys figure that out too. They're like, "Wait, where are they going to go next? Oh, they got to get that submarine." Um, so we go to Russia-ish. It's not, it's not Russia, but it seems a lot like Russia. I think it's just like, it's not Ukraine. It's like, it's like occupied territory that is kind of Russia, but isn't Russia. You know Tropical. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Vin uses the EMP to get into the nuclear base and disable the nuclear submarine because Charlize wants to hijack it and start a nuclear war. Uh, a bunch of shit happens. Ludacris gets stuck in the submarine. Um, our guys stop them, basically. Uh, they're able to out-hack Charlize Theron. Charlize is a hacker, but then we have Ramsey, who's a hacker, and uh, Ludacris, who's a, like a tech guy as well. And so they're all out-hacking each other, and eventually we win that, okay?
1: A little hackathon.
0: little hackathon. So the bad guys are chasing them. There's explosions and guns. Uh, eventually they fire a torpedo and the rock hangs out of a car and like pushes it. They're on ice. I should say like the <laughs> submarine, the submarine comes out of ice and then shoots a torpedo. So they're like drive. The rock is driving alongside the torpedo and he like pushes it okay, with his hands. Um, now we're back on the plane. <laughs> uh, uh, remember I said earlier, Jason Statham is seemingly dead while well, he faked his death. Sure. He met up with his mom Mm-hmm. who's also a badass criminal. She's played by Helen Mirren. Uh Jason teams up with his brother uh which his mom suggests who his brother was in another movie and we thought I th- I think I thought he was dead, but I'm not 100% sure. Um now they're on the plane. They're trying to take down Charlize Theron and rescue Vin Diesel's son. Jason saves the kid. Um then he like radios to everybody that the kid is safe. Then Vin pulls a double switcheroo and betrays Charlize. She kill he kills her right hand man. Uh Charlize Theron fires a homing missile at our guys, but Vin breaks away from the team. He lights a flare and like kind of sets his car on fire. Um, And then he like ramps over the submarine off the ice, and then the the missile hits the submarine and it explodes. Uh. Charlize then escapes by a parachute from the plane. That's the climax of the movie. I know I kind of undersold it there. Um, <laughs> yeah. They go back to New York City and they're celebrating. The Rock turns down a new assignment to spend time with his daughter. And then uh, Jason Statham shows up with Vin's son, whom he's had for an indeterminate amount of time, but it seems like a long time. They, they traveled all the way back to New York City. Vin did that without first getting his son from Jason Statham, which seems odd. Um, yeah. And if you'll remember, the baby doesn't have a name.
1: What are we going to name it?
0: What are we going to name it? Brian. That's correct. We're going <laughs> to name it Brian. Which?
1: <laughs> what?
0: Brian is Paul Walker's character. <laughs>
1: okay. Sure.
0: Sure. We're, we name it Brian and then Hapahoo And then we're done.
1: I'm sorry. What was that last part?
0: <laughs> Happy <"Hap-a-hoo,"> I said. <laughs>
1: Okay, good.
0: Um yeah, I mean this was <laughs> this was rough this one. I, again, I watched it. I was very tired. Uh I didn't want to watch it. Um but that's it. That's the eighth one. I think I think it might be my least favorite. Um it had the vibe of like a bad anime, you know. Everyone was like being super ridiculous and there was a lot of like weird fighting and like I, it was it was a, it was a lot. It was a lot for me. I did miss Paul Walker more than I thought I would. Um, yeah, I, I, I got to say, I, I'm going to put this at the bottom just because I don't remember where everything is down there. Um, so this 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 is officially my least favorite Fast and the Furious movie. I'm excited for next week actually because I feel like I'm going to be super into it because it's my last one, I'm going to be like, Oh my God, this is, Oh my God, I'm so excited to get through this. It's
1: going to be over soon.
0: It's going to be over soon. Yeah. Like I feel, I feel like that is going to be fun. Uh, this one admittedly not only was a lackluster movie, but I think a lackluster synopsis for you guys. Um, but that, that I'm just trying to communicate my experience with it and it was not enjoyable.
1: I mean, we're not looking for luster.
0: No, that's true. That's true. Yeah, so I guess it's impossible for me to lackluster when you're not when looking for any.
1: There wasn't. We've already accepted there wasn't going to be any anyway.
0: That's true. That's true. Okay. That, that, that you know that makes me feel better. That does make me feel better.
1: Good. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for that.
0: Uh, yeah, you're welcome. I mean, you're welcome, everybody. Listen, last week is the last one, or next week next is the week. last one. I wish last week was the last one, <laughs> but next week is the last one, and and then we're gonna be through this goddamn segment.
1: And then what are we going to do?
0: I don't know. Maybe something fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe something that's like good to listen to and yeah. is, is fun for yeah. us. Yeah, I and mean, the audience.
0: I appreciate that everyone is stuck by me through this process. I feel, you know, I've gotten a lot of like strangely good notes on this segment. For some reason, people enjoy the fact that I hate this yeah. and that I, that I read it. And so, you know what? God bless you. And I'm, I'm happy you've enjoyed it. Um, some could say I've enjoyed it. I enjoyed some of the movies, uh, but I, I am ready for it to be over for sure.
1: In terms of a person who has to listen to this once while it's happening, and then again while I listen to the episode of our podcast, I can say pretty confidently that I have not enjoyed myself. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I can tell. Um, <laughs> and listen, guys, I not only have to watch them, but I have to write it down. I know I say that every week, but it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. And, and I'm ready to unburden myself of this curse.
1: Well, speaking of unburdening oneself from a curse, I think we are wrapping up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think we're about done, about done here.
0: Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, <laughs> that sounds right. This has been a technically difficult episode.
1: Yeah. I don't actually know how long we've been going or how long it's going to turn out. Um,
0: um. Probably well, like I've been recording. I've, I've been recording for an hour and a half, but okay, we're, we we got to cut down on a lot of that. So we'll, yeah. you know, it's probably like twenty minutes that's gone.
1: Well, I, I. Think- but I love you. I love you. I'm so yeah. happy we're here. Me too. Uh, <laughs> cool.
0: I am too. And you know what? We gotta we gotta text more this week.
1: We gotta text more this week.
0: Yeah. I, oh, actually, and I have something to tell you off mic.
1: Oh, sick. Well, let's so, let's get to it.
0: Let's get to it.
1: All right. Uh, thank you to Alex Brandel for our intro music and our intro and for being our friends. And uh, thank you to Kevin Budnick for the cover art. Thank you to Michael for putting yourself through so much pain and suffering. Uh, it's all for the art. To make these episodes. Uh, and you know what? Thank
0: you to me for yeah, also doing that. Thank you to that. Natalie for do- also doing it.
1: Cool. All right. Uh, well, I think... All that's left to say is good, good night, night, New, New York. York.
0: We love you.
1: Bye. My ex and I podcast. They're talking exes
2: for the rest of us. We did it.